the recipe for Snorks. Take the Smurfs, pull out a sexually charged female made out of clay, and replace it with the ocean and just a dash of the Flintstones. Voila! It's WatchBots! Hi, everyone. Welcome to WatchBots, the podcast about shit. This is Ben. Very diligent. I'm joined by Shailen. Hello. Hi. And back from sabbatical, Dave. Hi. Not so diligent. There's no judgment here. Thank you. It's somewhere. We're in a pandemic still, kind of. <laughs> Maybe. We're we're in this uh, perpetual limbo. It's yeah. okay. It's hell. Yeah. I'd like to Good start. <laughs> tell a quick story from the, the front lines of the adult toy collecting game, if I may. Please. You may want to rephrase that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I said. <laughs> so last week I talked about there is a collectible company called NECA, and they were releasing figures based off of the Ninja Turtles coming out of our shell store, or coming out of their shell store. That's a big fuck up. And it was going to be a Comic-Con exclusive, but there was no Comic-Con, so everything's being done online. And they partnered with Target to do their U.S. sales. Now, Uh-oh. collectors don't like Target because Uh-oh. they're not consistent with their times. They're prone to like bots and scalpers scooping everything up and charging like quintuple price for it. Big bad scene. Toy collectors, angry bunch. So they had released the date. They had released the time. It was like the 24th at 4 p.m. through Target.com. And they had, they had pre-populated the links. And four o'clock comes, and I said, "You know what? I unironically like that show. Um, getting those those figures will be, you know, it's something to do. <laughs> Why not?" <laughs> so four o'clock comes, and I start refreshing. So the way they have it set up is that there are different packages. So you're not just getting the figures. There's like a shirt with it, and like a guitar pick, and a fake ticket, and stuff. So they have the medium package, the large, the XL, the two XL, and the three XL. So I have them all up, and I'm just refreshing, refreshing. Four o'clock comes and goes. Pages aren't live. 402, 403 comes, pages aren't live. Oh no. And everybody was like, oh, well, they they must have just sold out, like immediately sold out. Cause this is what often will happen is like these links are up for like an eighth of a second. But the guy who owns NECA is on Twitter going, I don't know. They said it was going to be live, but what can I tell you? And finally, at 427, I just refreshed thinking this is not going to happen. And it popped up. Not in my preferred shirt size, but that's okay. Put it in the cart, checked out, and I went, did I do this? Did I get those fucking figures? <laughs> and I did. The order confirmation went through. I went back to Twitter, refreshed, and people were furious. The bots and the scalpers got them all. Oh, I had no! it in my cart. You beat the bots. <laughs> so I beat the bots. You're like John so Connor proud. of adult toy collecting. It's true. And, you know, like I said, an angry group. But what the guy had said right along is this was the online date, and there's not going to be a ton of these because, again, it's a Comic-Con exclusive kind of thing. But we are releasing a bunch to Target. So over the past week, people have gone out to Target stores, which I can't fathom, but more power to you, 
and they've started showing up and people have been picking him up and it's like, oh, well, you still shouldn't work with Target. And it's like, Target is one of the biggest stores in the world. If you're a toy company, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) But then it gets even deeper because... In response to that, man, this, you are deep in this culture, by the way. I, but it's true. It, He's I, fallen I, off the ledge. I, I'm surface level deep. <laughs> surface level deep. <laughs> this, just, just over your right. head. It's treading water. This yeah. this company also does figures based off the live action movies, and they are releasing Toka and Razor from Ninja Turtles two. Oh man! And they said in response to everything that's happened, right? We know we've had problems with Walmart. We know we've had problems with Target. We have to work with them. You know, Toys R Us went away. We need big box stores, but we will release this two pack exclusively through our website. We'll have the pre-order up for a week. We'll make them all to order. You know, like what else can we do? And people are like, Oh, that's great. But now you should go back and do all the other ones. You fucked up. (laughs) It's like, Jesus, (laughs) what the hell? No one's ever happy. No. Oh man. It is a fun world. I've thought about engaging with these people on Facebook and Twitter. Don't do it. But then, like I would turn into a Shailen. I'd be running people off the internet. <laughs> I would be seen as like some like radical leftist for being like, you guys need to fucking calm down. I see your pictures. I know how old you are. <laughs> you gotta chill. But the takeaway is the musical muted mutagen tour toys. Boy, that was a mouthful. We'll be here on Monday, the day of this release. Hopefully you can get them inside before one of our listeners steals them off yeah, our porch. Yeah, I'm going to do a big YouTube unboxing style video. Going to go viral. Lots of hits. Very, so many hits. Very bigly. Love it. We we need those downloads too. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's viral marketing at its best. It's right? a pretty deep cut to to yeah. try to do viral marketing by beating the bots through a Target sale of yeah. toys to yeah. get attention on YouTube. The Ninja Turtles magical mystery tour, whatever it is. <laughs> they couldn't call it out of their shells because of licensing rights. Makes sense. Those are probably was still with Babajan, but it's a good place to be. I'm on top of the world. Now, will I sell these toys eventually? Yes, but not right away because I'm not a bot or a scalper. They will sit lovingly in the home. I will keep them in the box in mint condition in true asshole nerd fashion. And then after a few years, I will sell them. That's how collecting works. <laughs> I'll say, I would like room on this shelf to put up a different wild and crazy toy. Like what? Wild and crazy toys. <laughs> no. When they come out with a uh, deluxe Optimus Prime. Okay. Reprod. So you need to make space on the shelf for the new a toy. deluxe Optimus Prime Reprod, huh? You heard me. Tell me how many points of articulation would this, this DOPR have? 309. That's a lot. Oh, That's like, like it's Michael Bay movie version. Yes. Like, oh, okay. exactly. Gears within gears, man. The metal is liquid at certain points, depending yeah. on how you yeah. twist the toy. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's, that's high tech. state of the art. Yeah. yeah. That's why you got to sell the turtles to make space for it. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. Yeah. So that's this week's Tales from the Toy Collecting Game. More Bravo. next week? Good for I don't you. Know. I'm proud of you. It, the thrill is in the hunt. And clicking, hitting F5 a lot. So I get my kicks these days. I don't leave the house. <laughs> At least you have something. I'm I'm just like sitting here quietly. Hey, get in the toy game, baby. <laughs> it's the place to be, baby. Or you could do the thing that Ben thinks that I do on the internet, which isn't what I actually do on the internet, but he thinks I just go on and like select one person and yell at them until they close their account. I don't know what's inaccurate. <laughs> That's what I don't happens. hunt people. I don't think I say you hunt. I say you run them off. I don't run anyone off. You go to t- I respond town to groups. their 
and and ask them, hey, does anyone know a reputable painter? And you go on and people are like, man, you know what? It was hot. I took my mask off for half a second. And you go, suck these nuts, Trump. And then you, you boot them wow, off the that internet. that doesn't sound anything like me. That's, a, that's your catchphrase, suck these nuts. It's right on the t-shirt you're wearing. <laughs> my t-shirt says WatchBots. You nuts. too could own this shirt. <laughs> Go to tpublic.com slash uh, artist, which is liberal, slash watchbots, and you too have the very same can shirt own the official me. Ringer tee. Baseball is back, and so is our baseball tee in size small to triple X. Watchbots. Anyway, so last week, Shailen, without Dave here, we had a, <sighs> you know, like an intimate, free-flowing conversation, right? Indeed. About turtles, about a lot of things. But you spent 45 minutes of an hour and a half episode talking about bodybuilding. It was important. And I thought that it was worth immortalizing. In song. Hold your body. You can touch people. You can't say no to a turtle. Wait a minute. Hold on. I hear a faint crowd noise in my ear. We want more? We want more? (sighs) More! More! Encore! Give us more! Hold your body. Hold your body. Hold your body. Hold your body. Smoking doobies. So now we can put that issue to bed. That's good. That's good. I wish I had more, but. I'm sorry, I only gave you enough fodder for two embarrassing songs this week. Mm. I just listened to that episode today, and I can't believe Shailen kept saying, it's the pump. (laughs) (laughs) Really good. talk about oil. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Strange times. Speaking of strange times, though, this week we are watching a show that can only be considered a ripoff. Because it is a ripoff. Oh, yeah. In every single conceivable way. It's like the definition of. Yeah. You look up ripoff in the dictionary, and you're going to see a little alien fish thing with a tube sticking out of its head. We're, of course, talking about the snorks. And, Shailen. Yes. The two things you love most in this life. I'm sorry. Three things. I don't want to undercut. One, running people off Facebook. Mm -hmm. Two, bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. Three, snorks. That's correct. Why are we completing the trifecta today? It was time. Oh. <laughs> We've talked oh. about doing the snorks uh, for a while, and the game will get into a little bit of my full choice making. Okay. Um, have had snorks on my mind, and I'll explain again. That's part of the game, so I can't tell you too, 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 too much about it. It's all in the game. Snorks was super memorable in my childhood. I think I watched every single episode, I don't know, 40, 50,000 times. Sure. Can hear Rob Paulson as the the patrolman like yelling at me oh, all the time. Corky, what? Corky, Corky. Isn't that his name? Gorky. 
Is it Gorky? No, the patrolman. Yeah, Corky. Does he have a name? Oh my god. I thought it was just patrolman. <laughs> patrolman Strawhead. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those episodes. All right. <laughs> wow, you sound like a real fan, Shailen. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite character, uh Snorkman. Snorkman. Snork Snorkman. The Snorkelsons. The Snorkelsons. Mm-hmm. They Snorkette. So you did watch the show. I watched the despite show. Despite all appearances so far. That is accurate. Okay. It had a lasting impact on me, is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Like, in my deep in my subconscious, I hear the voices of the snorks reacting to my actions occasionally, similar mm-hmm. to when I find myself in a scary situation, I can hear Robert Stack narrating the end of my life circa Unsolved Mysteries. Okay. And so I felt like it was, I felt like it was time. Now, Dave, you have a well-publicized fascination slash fear with the open sea. Did this trigger yeah. anything for you? Were you comfortable with this? You know what? I, it did not. But part of my analysis of the show is mm-hmm. I didn't think it had to be underwater. <laughs> like there's <laughs> yeah. like, uh-huh. it didn't True. No, being underwater added nothing except for some like undersea puns. But yeah, no, I, I I felt no fear of the depths of the ocean here. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. You don't want to be triggered by the Saturday morning cartoon when you're in your 30s. no. Shailen triggers me enough. I don't need I don't need her cartoon choices to do that. Radical views. Yeah, kicking me off Facebook. The story of the Snorks begins where all great stories start, Belgium. An artist and producer named Freddy Monnickendum, Freddy Monnickendum, had the merchandising rights to the Smurfs, was a partner with Peyo, of course, the the one named creator of the Smurfs. Mm -hmm. He was working with Peyo to negotiate a contract with Hanna-Barbera to create the cartoon. Peo wanted the cartoon to be true to life with what the comic strip was. Monnickendum. I'm going to call him Freddy. Freddy wanted something that was a little bit more mainstream. This caused a big blow up, a huge rift. Indeed. Peo went off. Monnickendum went off. So he said, fuck it. It's like when the Beatles broke up. Exactly the same. He said, I'm going to go off and I'm literally going to make something to undercut and rip off the Smurfs. So what did he do? He scoured, and he found an artist named Nick Broca, who had already created the comic strip of the Snorks. He bought the rights. They put a company together. (laughs) And Freddy went back to Hanna-Barbera, who was doing the Smurfs, and said, hey, you like those Smurfs? How about the Snorks? (laughs) And Hanna-Barbera don't care. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fuck it. Whatever. Kids like underwater shit? We'll give them an underwater shit. Yeah. Well, the Smurfs works. Like... This should too. This should work as well. And, you know, when we say ripoff, it, it's right down to the structure, right? So there's two segments. There's a little kick in theme song right before each segment. The characters are very adorable, memorable names like Patrolman, Snork Patrolman, Gorky, Gorkle, Gorkle. There's a little sprinkle of the Flintstones here and there too. Yep. So where the Snorks don't say, like, this is Snorkin' great. Over and over again. Maybe they do in other episodes. Here, like, there's fish and lobsters acting as, like, pack mules and construction vehicles. So you, mm-hmm. you smash those together and you get the snorks. But listeners who haven't watched the show might ask, what is a snork? And they're, like, these little teeny bastards. I think they're small. Yeah. And they have snorkels on their heads that look like bent straws or bent penises if you're going to be a, a, a teenager about it. Yeah, I'll be a teenager about it. They're dicks. 
Yeah, yeah, and they fuck with them. They fuck real good with them. Gross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, let's let's judge our snorks. Uh, Ew. One's nitty, one's naughty. There's so no innies. They yeah, there's innies. They live underwater and they do shit. I they swim. Got a little bit of the backstory from Wikipedia, our number one source for news. I'm gonna read it here. According to the Snorks backstory, which was described in the show's worldwide opening theme, a few venture to the surface, which the Snorks believe is outer space, in 1634 and watched a Royal Navy ship of the Spanish Armada being attacked by pirates. The captain wound up in the water, and that was the first contact between the species when the Snorks saved his life, to which the captain then expressed his gratitude by writing down the encounter in his logbook. Although very few humans believe in the existence of the Snorks, since then, snorks have adopted several human habits, such as wearing clothes, yada, yada, yada. Freshwater snorks have two snorkels on their head and a distinctive biochemistry from saltwater snorks. Hmm. So that's insane. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure how that's the backstory of the snorks. It's like the on David the Gnome when you knew the Siberian gnomes because they had like the furry part of their hat. Sure. But what does the pirate have to do with it? He so, gave yeah. them the gift of clothing and shame. It's like a, it's a Bible story. So it's 1634. They saw the pirate. They're like, "Oh, we should put on some clothes." And then all of a sudden, they're dressing like it's they're in the future. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what what about their clothes? Screamed 1634. <laughs> now, as a expert in 1634 fashion, I know this. It's it's not right. It's not accurate. No, no, no. A lot of anachronisms in there. Yeah. For not sure. Boots. Yeah. Bullshit. Not none enough of boots, none of powdered wigs. Not many buckles either. Yep, yep. Need more brass buckles. Needs more burlap. Yeah. Kids love burlap in 1634. You remember. I don't think kids wore burlap. Yeah, you would know. <laughs> <laughs> but so the whole first season of the Snorks kind of centered around this idea that they were this hidden culture. And you see this a lot. Gummy yeah. bears, Ninja Turtles, like we can't be seen by the humans. And they would go off and on adventures. By the time we get to the episode we're watching here, which is toward the end of the run, it's more just mildly slapstick adventures. Yeah. It's like, here's what the snorks get up to. Mm-hmm. They're not stressed about people. It doesn't really matter. No the, one believes in them anyway. This show was on for four years, which blew me out of the water. I that checks it. out with the number <laughs> yeah. of hours I spent with snorks on my TV as a kid. Like, I was a fish on the hook, and they reeled me right in with that. Shailen, it sounds like you were just drowning in snorks when you were a kid. (laughs) Couldn't swim away from them. Shailen, who is your favorite snork? All-Star Snork. You didn't know that name until three days ago. (laughs) I knew his name. I thought it was funny (laughs) that he had a name and he had a star on him, and I thought that was so stupid. (laughs) We're replacing your game with a new game where I talk about a character, and you have to name that character. I'll be very bad at it. (laughs) This is good. (laughs) I Very bad at it. Certainly watched some of the snorks. Didn't leave much of an impression. Okay. Dave, similar, different? Yeah, I watched, I watched a lot of snorks, a lot of smurfs. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about this a lot here. If, if it's a formula and it works well, I'm going to watch it. That's why I love Scooby-Doo, a pup named Scooby-Doo, snorks, smurfs. Mm-hmm. It's all the same. It felt good. Listeners, if you think that the snorks had attachments or genitalia, hit us up at WatchBots Pod. Hashtag snorkinpeens. So, (laughs) Snorks never got to the height of Smurfs. Like, Smurfs, you know, there were little toys. It was on for 150 years. But it did have four seasons and 65 episodes. So, not an insubstantial run. Right. Between 1984 and 1989. When it went off the air, old Freddy, 
still tried to get that son of a bitch Peo. He went to work on a show called Foofer, also for Hanna-Barbera. It's about dogs. And when that didn't work, he went on to executive produce the completely mental misadventures of Ed Grimley, which is a cartoon based off of that Martin Short character. I'm familiar with that one. Weird. <laughs> I'm also familiar with that one. <laughs> I'm odd man out on that one. He never got there. That makes two of us in the world. (laughs) Wait, three. Now we know why you're friends. There are dozens. I'm sure Martin Short had nothing to do with that show. Although maybe he got some checks out of it. And Peo just continued to sit on his pile of Western European money and probably smoked out of a hookah or something. (laughs) Smurfing. Smurf money. That's right. In his sweet, sweet white footy pajamas. Yeah. So the episode that we watched here had two parts. We had Junior's Fuelish Kelp Rush, which is a strange and tough to say title. It's a good, good, catchy title. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It just it rolls off the tongue. What was that a playoff of? Like Fool's Rush in or Foolish Gold Rush. Foolish Gold Rush. Oh okay. my god, yeah. Jesus Christ. Now I'm a man who loves puns, but that's a pun too far. I watched a lot of snorks. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Did you know who the character of Junior was going into this? Yes. Sure you did. And the second part of this is called <laughs> called Bulagoon. Now, we Bulagoon. will talk about the writers here as we go. Okay. We'll get into those segment by segment. This is another weird one with two air dates. So it premiered on October 15th, 1988 on USA. But we're going with October 31st, 1988 on ABC because it's Halloween. Halloween is spookier. 1988 Halloween, you say? What was going on in the world back then? Let's uh, plumb the depths of that year, Ben. Smoother than Small Star the Snork. Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. It was Halloween, so the top movie had to be Halloween 4, The Curse of Michael Myers. Yes. Yes. Which was, it wasn't the reboot of Halloween, but it was the one after Season of the Witch where a very fat Tom Atkins huffed and puffed his way through like a like a mask story. Mm. So this brought back Michael Myers after he had been blown up in Haddonfield Hospital. It also brought back Donald Pleasance, whose only admission to being in that horrible explosion was some very slight facial scarring. <laughs> Michael. 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 This was one movie before Donald Pleasance got really, really old. Like in five, he beats michael into submission with a baseball bat or like a, a a plank and it's just it's very sad to watch him work at that point is this the first one with the little girl yes yeah 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 watching loomis hold the piece of wood and beat michael myers with it but like they cut away from him swinging and they just show the wood hit michael myers it's so it is like a master class in bad editing <laughs> it's it's amazing stuff number two movie not a fun one, The Accused. So hmm. nope. we'll just we'll skip over jokes on that one. But I did find an amazing toy that was hot in 1988. And Shailen, I'm curious if you knew this one. This is called Baby Grows. Have you heard about this? <laughs> the name sounds like a familiar thing, but I don't know. I would need a description. Tell it's you not all the one with like, it. the hair. It's as Baby's fun. growing. <laughs> Baby wants a bottle. You're sleeping on the couch. Baby Grows is as fun as two dolls in one. Just turn her special handle and watch her grow from a nine-month-old infant to a four-year-old toddler. She even grows teeth. Record her growth on the included chart. Doll has rooted hair. 
No, I, I don't remember that one. That sounds like a horrible nightmare. Turn the crank and watch her grow into a cranky 14-year-old girl. Turn again and she's gone through puberty. There's a she's song a about woman that. Flowered. Tampons not included. It's like a stretching device. Torturous. So 1988, pretty fucked up. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember what you were for Halloween on, in 1988? Hmm. Mm, I may have been a Ninja Turtle? No. 1988. What would I have been? That was a year before Batman. I don't know. I was dressed as Queen Catherine, who was, of course, the queen at the Renaissance Fair uh, (laughs) in southeastern Massachusetts Uh, that year. Yes, yes, of course. I made my mom made make the not only the big Uh gown with like the big poofiness, but the crown. And then we went to the mall, and Queen Catherine was at the mall. Just dressed in like, like mom jeans. No, she was she was dressed up like trying to get people to go to the Ren Fair. Sure. And I lost my mind. And she was like, "Who are you?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm you. I'm you, Queen Catherine." Oh God. <laughs> it was, it's a very uh, strong memory. She flied down the patrolman. Got a restraining <laughs> order immediately. I remember now what I was. Tell my, me. my favorite character at the time, Patrolman Snork. <laughs> Hashtag. Sweetburn. Let's let that silence just hang. Yeah. So the version we watched is from Boomerang. I mean, it's from Daily Motion, but it was on Boomerang. It had an ad for Capri Sun Roaring Waters. And I didn't grab anything from this commercial. But what I appreciate about Capri Sun is it's sugar water. Right. But it's great sugar water. But over time, they were like, we need to appeal to a more adult audience. So we need to have like slightly more nuanced flavors and call it thing like Roaring waters. That's advertising. <laughs> like I, I should have gone into advertising. I'd be like a billionaire with, with ideas like this. <laughs> Take Boku, bring it back. Call it Boku. Get Richard Lewis back. It's a winner. Call it Bo Two. Yeah. Boom. Mo- Moku. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a song that we will listen to is another one by Hoyt Curtin. So from Go Bots and, and all the Hanna Barbera songs. This is the Snorks song. Come along with the snorks. Swim along with the snorks. So much to see waiting for you and me. Have some fun with the snorks. Play along with the snorks. Sing along with the snorks. It goes on for 30 more seconds. Where would you go? <laughs> there were a couple of things in here that I liked. Mm-hmm. One was the introduction shows the snorks at play. And you'll see this a lot, but an octopus has snorks on each of its arms and it's doing like a merry-go-round thing. It's the best. The octopus looks stoned out of his fucking gourd. Yeah, it is <laughs> It is the most Beatles-looking octopus that they could have gotten for that octopus's garden without it being a direct Ringo ripoff. And in fact, it probably was a direct rip off you know it's interesting that you say that because i heard that ringo had some very specific thoughts on this particular octopus did he i'd yes. love to hear them hold on the watchbots w- the watchbots well. phone is ringing uh sh- hello yes yes mr 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 ringo star is that you jim carrey do you- <laughs> <laughs> right. ringo do you want to can you tell us about the the octopus in octopus's garden nothing nothing wow you know, you can tell that some people on this show 
care about success and care about our listeners and some are like in it for self-preservation he might not have had anything about the octopus did he have anything to say about the snorks though can you ask him dave <laughs> mr star did you do you have any uh hot takes on snorks they're all the snorkely dorkleys stop calling me <laughs> you call me mr mr star that's true what's your response mr star hanging up you dorkly dorkleys <laughs> mr star mr star <laughs> I also like that the end of the the song, it's a minute long, but like it just fades out abruptly. It's like, come along with the snorks. <laughs> it's like they turn the volume mix down just at the last second. The mark of high quality when you're getting things like that. You do the fade out, the manual fade out. Mm-hmm. So the first segment here is the just beautifully titled Junior's Fuelish Kelp Rush. And this was a first. The writer... M.R. Wells, I couldn't find anything on M.R. Wells. IMDb, I looked up Snorks, M.R. Wells, and it just was like this circular linking back and forth. No IMDb page, nothing to be found. It's a stage name. Could be. Has to be. Mm -hmm. Could be the father of original Jennifer from Back to the Future, Claudia Wells. Mr. Wells. It was Mr. Wells. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, it was was just (laughs) H.G. Wells. Could be. Okay. Okay. That's my current fan theory. Could or be Mr. Orson Wells. Former NBA role player, uh, Bonzi Wells. <laughs> Perhaps. I'm not sure. MR we Wells. Hit the court. <laughs> if you're out there, hit us up. Hashtag I am Mr. Wells. So this starts off that a bunch of characters are going for a ride in what I guess is like a communal submarine. Is that right, Shalen? Is that what this is? Yeah, I mean it's it's a I forget which family it belongs to, Okay, it, but it's... So it's somebody's. Yeah. Because So you've got All-Star, who's like the, the protagonist. That That is the worst fucking name. I'm it's sorry. It's terrible and hilarious. When the other characters have sea-themed names or like people names, that this character is named All-Star. His last name is Seaworthy. That doesn't make it any better. All-Star Seaworthy? Yes. Like All-Star Fish? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what it means. I'm just telling you. And his, you're his, saying Seaworthy makes his first name better. There's Baby Star Seaworthy. Small Star. Small Star. I don't know. I've always been bad at names. You know this. You knew this before you married me. I hated me. The, the character Brown Star was just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate stuff, fish. So we also have he Daphne. Full of shit. You have Corky, the patrolman. I always called him Patrolman. Mm-hmm. And also Junior, who is kind of like, he's the smarmy character. So Junior is the son of the governor. Who, mm-hmm. Thankfully, I, I don't want to get into the politics of snorks. It's very volatile. Let's His name is yeah. Wetworth. We- yes, Wetworth. Which is the best. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a Wetworth pun. It'll come to me. Um, Junior is like the smarmy character. So like Blaine in um, Beverly Hills Teens. Yep. Et cetera, et cetera. Roger Klotz and so, Doug. The, the mean girl and Josie and the Pussycat. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They're talking about going on like a finding trip for a science contest worth five clams. Yes. It's a flimsy what? setup. Yeah. Th- th- like we just need them to find the kelp. Please. The, yeah. Just write anything. Uh, they get in a car and they go. Okay. A, a science contest for money. It's very strange. Here's a little foreshadowing for you. Daphne's in charge of the map. And Junior, better load up some extra fuel. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I'm I'm sitting here. Yeah, yeah. Another Brooklynite. And how many clams was it? Did you say? How many? Five clams. I don't like 
the clams is said so often. I yeah. don't like the clams is the unit of currency. Yeah. I have a problem with it being a unit of currency because uh-huh. it's a living creature. And that made me uncomfortable. Well, because later they're talking about half clams and quarter clams. Yeah. It's, oh boy, hairy clams. Like yeah. the, the other, the, and also the <laughs> the the doctor, the scientist eats a clam burger. So like within that world, they use clams for currency, but they also use it for sustenance. Yeah. Yeah. And it could also be their neighbor. D- don't worry, I, I have about seven minutes of thoughts on that clam burger. <laughs> we'll get there, but <laughs> the unit of currency of is clams. Get used to us saying clams and. You know, if you're repressed like I am, saying clam, oh, it just gives a, a weird mouthfeel. So they go off, and Junior immediately tries to pull the eyes off a lobster. And if you angered a big animal, would you react like this? Here, want a flower? <laughs> he offers it a flower. <laughs> and man, so the lobster is huge. I don't know how big a snork is supposed to be either. I thought it was a crab. And that makes a difference in the snork size. That's why I'm asking. Snork relativity. How big is a snork, Shailen? I would say a snork is larger than a shrimp. Mm-hmm. Maybe like an adult seahorse. Okay. I thought, I thought it was like the size of your, like an adult thumb. I thought yeah. it was the size of like a man. They're all man-sized. Oh, is like it the six- Six feet tall. Yeah. It'd be horrifying. Uh, you just described a horrible water. nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. it. <laughs> Hello. The, the snorks are attacking. Do you want a flower, Mr. Crab? Oh. Hello, human. I'm Junior. Jacques Cousteau didn't get all the way to the bottom of the sea, is all I'm saying. It's Certainly true. Not. So he is getting chased around and he finds some ruby kelp. And you're like, oh. Cool, but apparently ruby kelp is a big idea. Oh, big idea, big deal. I got there. Jumping jellyfish. That's not even in the book. Okay, that that's cool. It's not even in the book. It's the, not in one. the book the, of science things the, that will get you five clams. The ruby kelp. <laughs> so the book of kelp. He brings it to All Star and to Daphne, and he's like, "I got this science contest in the bag." I'm going to get those five clams. And they're like, oh, well, like we got flowers. Like, that's cool. But they're ready to go back home. And I don't know how far out they went, but Junior forgot to put the fuel in, as we talked about. And they're like, oh, well, what? We mentioned that clearly. Yeah. Like, what what are we going to do? And he goes to put the kelp in. To the gas engine? Uh... It's What would Super Snork do? Hey, I know. I'll try some of this weird kelp. I mean, kelp is kelp. Okay. So, in Back to the Future Part 2... When Mr. They Fusion, use, of course. You use the, the banana peel right. as your fuel. They have a similar contraption that you put kelp into this machine and it turns it in... Like, they have kelp-powered vehicles. What I like about the snorks, and I this is a deep respect, is they use every part, right? So they're using clams as currency and as meat. They're using mm-hmm. kelp as fuel and also Decor. to give to as their science. crabs and also for science clam winnings. <laughs> Correct. Right? They love yeah. science. Yeah. I just love the idea, like, I, I mean, I know they have like kelp-fueled things, but like, oh, man, I, I didn't I didn't fuel up. 
maybe I'll just shove this shit I just found into my gas tank. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that would work all the time. Same. That's like when I had my first car and I didn't understand the idea of an oil change. So my oil light would go on on the car and I would just pour new oil in. And it would go so fast because that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> is this a real story? Did yes, you really do that to your car? Real. Yeah. The I, I, oil. I gunked the fuck out of the engine. Uh-huh. But then I found some ruby kelp. Mm. And I put it in the gas tank. Made it regular. Car took a big gunk shit. Regular is me <laughs> after a bowl of raisin bran. That's right, baby. That's right. So the ruby kelp works and they're able to go real fast. So they get back and they're going so fast that Patrolman Snork is there and he threatens them. As only a patrolman can. Oh, Star, I told you to take it easy. I'll have to give you a speeding ticket now. I'll you have know. to give you a speeding ticket now, All Star. Are the Snorks what um, Marvin That's the Martian looks like with his looks like with his helmet off? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Could I could see that. Maybe that's. The second place that they went after they met the Spanish warship is to Mars. Yes, could be. Yeah. And they settled there. <laughs> they took the pirate ship to Mars. It would explain their more futuristic clothing and the all-star family's um, insignias. The Seaworthies. They're not the all-star family. That's Number true. one fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hashtag watch the show. So <laughs> Corky is really impressed by how fast the the thing can go now. And Junior... He's an enterprising guy. He's an entrepreneur, so he makes him a little sales pitch. Oh, why, it's the new Wetworth Wonder Fuel. That's what. And for just five clams, I'll sell you three whole stalks. Clams. So clams. Corky buys it. And then Junior has more ruby kelp. He brought a bunch back. And he's got a toy submarine. <laughs> so he shoves some ruby kelp just indiscriminately into the submarine. For some reason... It it goes so fast it can burrow through rock. Science. <laughs> and as if like the last sales pitch didn't work, he decides that the, this new venture is gonna. I'm gonna be rolling in clams. Oh god. Oh yeah. Damn it. Tell me more about those clams you're rolling around in. <laughs> when I was younger, I, I poured a tank of gasoline all over my radio flyer wagon. Sure. And the thing fucking rocketed down the street. It was amazing. It burst into flames in the hot sun. Yeah, well, yeah, that too, but it went super fast. We put a magnifying glass on it and, you know, the little beam beam of light. It was genius. My favorite Madonna song is Ray of Light. I'm happy for you. No, it's not. It's Die Another Day. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> listeners, hit us up with your favorite Madonna song. Hashtag Breathless Mahoney. So he decides he's going to set up a lemonade stand of sorts. He's got a table. He's got clams. He starts offering it at different prices, right? He wants to see what's too high, what's too low. And somebody calls this capitalist fella out. And what does he do? Gives you a little economics lesson. Supply and demand. You're still getting a bargain, don't you think? That's right. Did you guys notice who the voice of Daphne was? Yeah. Oh. Tell us, Ben. did you notice who Daphne was? No. Was it Smurfette? No. no. I think that this clip will make you have a cow, perhaps. That's a lot, but it's so pretty, it's worth it. Oh, yes, I did know this, and I don't know why I just forgot that. <laughs> it was a convenient segue into the joke. It's Nancy Carthright. It's Bart. Voice of Bart Simpson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come on, Bart. What a, what a wonderfully put together segment that was. That was Hello, so, Bart. They all buy the kelp, and now... 
we get a lot of these weird cuts. So th- this was sort of disorienting. Think about like The Simpsons or Wayne's World or something. When you go into a dream sequence, you get like that and the screen goes wavy. Mm-hmm. And it clearly denotes a dream sequence. That's pretty universally known. In the snorks, that's just a scene transition. So like it like diddly doots from Junior to Technical cars, term, it diddly doots. And then it diddly doots back to Junior and he's at the table and he diddly doots and he's at the kelp. And I was like, is this all happening? And it took me a second to realize, oh, that's just how they're transitioning. It's not a dream sequence. They're they're underwater. It just was like fucking with my head for a minute. It's the the swipe in Star Wars. It's the for for the snorks. So you get to see the kelp in action. Two snorks put it in their cars. This this is weird. So they in your cars. (laughs) In your motherfucking cars. And they drive off real fast. But then there's just they cut to a man who's wearing no clothes. So the implication is that the thing is going so fast that it has blown his clothes off Mm -hmm. but you didn't see the man in that scene until then like you didn't see him like looking at the cars and being like oh my god those are some fucking snorking whips you know he just was in the background and then a bus comes and i don't (laughs) i don't know it was all really weird and he says no i'll just i think i'll just go home (laughs) but then it gets better because now we're at a construction site and alice is there shailen you know alice of course Alice is riding another crab, and they give the crab lobster thing some kelp, and it, it burrows down pretty far. So It's like rocket fuel. It's fertilizer. It's fuel. It does it all. That would be like if we fed an animal gasoline in, to make it go faster. This is animal cruelty. Or, or, or would it be like if we fed animals discarded French fry grease, sure. like on the converted Volkswagens? <laughs> which which is that better in any way if you're giving an animal just fat to eat yeah no i don't think that that's yeah, okay any better. that's fair i'm just saying it's not necessarily poisonous it could just be bad for them <laughs> it could just kill them slowly instead of quickly but at least it would be delicious don't have a cow I okay. kill, uh, no, no i think we're talking about going really fast right that's that's how this works give me a fast go i'm an underachiever and damn proud of it just like that, Bart Simpson. So <laughs> now we go into a house and we see this nerd. Now, this nerd is Dr. Galeo Seaworthy. Mm-hmm. And he's making a burger. We mentioned the burger. Let's hear him talking about it. <laughs> Nothing like a broiled clam burger patty for lunch. Here's my problem. He's not broiling that, that patty. He's cooking it in a frying pan on a stovetop that is not broiling. Making a smash clam burger. It's not broiled. That's the important point. He's a fucking liar and he doesn't know his shit. And this puts into doubt everything else that he does in the the next few minutes here. Because he's not a chef. Yeah. Okay. It's like the ministry of misinformation here. (laughs) He hears a a radio bulletin about the kelp and he goes to a computer. First, he looks in a book and then he goes to a computer with a screen that looks like it's made out of Swiss cheese. And he terms it the discovery of the decade. He burns his clam burger. Maybe that's what he thinks broiling is. And then he leaves. Junior has run out of ruby kelp. And he goes to find more, but it's gone. So he makes maps. A bunch of snorks buy maps. There's no kelp. They go back. They're going to kill Junior. Goodbye, ruby (laughs) kelp. And there's so much going on so fast here. Like You're just like, they were like, oh, shit. We already animated 
Ian dialogued out the first six minutes. We have 90 seconds left to get the rest of this done. <laughs> so they're literally going sequentially. So The unabridged version is three hours long. Yeah. So the professor shows up, Dr. Seaworthy, and he's asking about the kelp. We thought ruby kelp was extinct until you found some good work. Now we have a chance to preserve the species. <laughs> and you hear the sad music because there is no more ruby kelp. But wait, because Bart Simpson comes. And Bart Simpson bought a plant. She loves the look of it. But Shailen, you know, Dave, you know, you guys are kind of amateur green thumbs. What do you need when you're planting a vegetable? You need that seed, baby. That's right. Seed pods. That's right. Seed pods. So (laughs) they have seed pods. Uh, You know, it's underwater. So everything is upside down. It's kind of reversed. Indeed. The crushing pressure of the sea. That sea just floating around. Things get really weird here. They sure do. Dr. Seaworthy says, you know what, Junior? You ripped these people off with the maps because you knew that there was no kelp. You got to give them back the clams from the maps. And Junior says, okay, you know what? You're right. I'm a con man. But an honest one. You know, uh, here you go. Here's your money back. But at least I have the money from my honest find. You know, I found this, sold it. That's a good deal. And Dr. Seaworthy, apparently a PhD in economics, public land, I I don't know. Here here he is. At least I still have the clams from my kelp sales. Sorry, but that will have to go for a greenhouse to raise the seeds. Besides, those plants were on public property. That doesn't make any sense at all. (laughs) Is the whole sea public property? I thought it was international waters. Yeah. Anything goes. Yeah. (laughs) Monkey knife fights. Hookers? Yeah. What gives Dr. Galeo the authority? I'm the snork now. I think this is one of those situations where, like, the grown-up in charge makes a sweeping statement, and Mm. the kids don't realize they can question it, so they just Mm. accept it. Oh, no, you're paying for the greenhouse for my research, kiddo. You've got the cash for it. Yeah. Hashtag Captain Snorkups. Yeah. That's really dark, Shailen. Mm. Taking advantage of children. Trying to save the kelp. I also like the idea that from like his one day of kelp sales, he's able to make a whole greenhouse. Also, what would a greenhouse be like at the bottom of the ocean? It's a fine question. Because the sun doesn't get down there? Well, it Maybe does, they live in shallow waters. It could be shallow waters. Okay. I was thinking more it protected the kelp from like fish eating it. Okay. Snails. Okay, I can okay. see it. Yeah, yeah, snorks yeah, chewing on it. I thought the snorks were in like a tide pool kind of environment. So like pretty shallow. You know, that's why you only see like crabs and snails and things sure. like that. That makes sense. You don't see a lot of glowing stuff. No, so no, that's true. Probably sun. That's true. Well, regardless, Junior is out his money. He did get a few clams for winning the science contest, but he's happy about one thing here, as many people would be. At least I didn't go to jail or anything. True enough. He did not go to snork jail. Silver lining Junior. <laughs> and that's how the segment ends. Now, before we proceed here, as I have said, I didn't like the word clam. I didn't like clams as a currency, but I thought there was a little more that needed to be said about clams. So I found something online. I'm going to play it for you guys. Great. Hey, everybody, gather around. Listen to that bongo sound. Grab the first one in your reach. Now we're going to shake the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through the Clams, 
clams, clams, clams, clams, clams, clams, clams, clams, clams, clams, clams, clams, clams. So fucking gross. I want to hold your clam. I typed songs about clams, and I found an Elvis song called Do the Clam I've never heard of. It's from one of his beach movies. Sure. Yeah. Elvis was famously nervous around women, I believe. Hmm. So that he had a song called Do the Clam that had so much pelvic thrusting. It's sort of strange. I've never heard that about Elvis. I, in fact, have heard that he got down with every single female co-star with a single exception during his career. That single exception was Priscilla. No. Down in New Amsterdam. Clamster Dam. <laughs> there, there's a lot of things that rhyme with clam. All right. So here we go. The Boo Lagoon. Clam, I wish I was your lover. The second part of the episode here. Here are your writers. They, these guys do have some information. Guys and gals. We had three writers to this. Lane Reichert, who wrote for the Flintstone Kids, GoBots, and also wrote a fitness-themed cartoon in 2018 called Captain Fitastic. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. You had Christina Mazzotti, who wrote an episode of Fantastic Fucking Max. Yes. Fantastic and yes. Fucking Max. Then you had Lauren Bright, L-A-R-E-N Bright. And I'm not going to read his credits. I'm going to read a quote from his website, LarenBright.com. It appears he does some consulting work now. I thought this is pretty interesting. When it comes to communicating, informing, motivating, inspiring, convincing, or compelling to action, you can't beat words. We writers have a saying based on an ancient Chinese proverb. One word is worth a thousand pictures. We never said it was true. We just have the saying, if you have something you'd like to present or promote, whether a, a book, a product or service, an idea, a letter, an argument, a website, whatever, we can help. Let us put words to work for you. I think that gives you a good window into Lauren Bright. Wordy. Should I have contacted Lauren Bright to get on the show? I think Maybe. so. Yeah. 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 I think about that a lot. Maybe next week. I have a snorks Q&A next week. What else do I have going on? Nothing. Just waiting on my fucking turtle figures. So um, <laughs> so the episode starts, and I was confused by what was happening, but before we get into that, you get a kick and beat. <laughs> Shailen, what was happening here? Do you do not remember at all? Do I do not remember at oh, all what was happening here. <laughs> that sound effect threw me off. So It's gross. They have the sub again. And they have a big puffer fish, and they're trying to tie it to the submarine? Yes. What? What? Why? I don't offer logic here. I'm just telling you that I watched a lot of the show. I can't, I can't even... Like, it was like they were trying to make the turtle blimp, but they were underwater, and they already had a sub that could go? I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. I have no explanation. I don't it's know. Just, should we just, like, sit here silently and Maybe. contemplate it? Can yeah. we hear the sound effect again one more time? it's my new text message noise. <laughs> i like it so we have a new character here so it's the same group from the last part of the episode but here we also have small star who is all stars baby no sister sister which is sister. weird because like he picks her up later and he's like oh honey oh. and it's a very strange so i missed that small star uh, I may have a clip of it. We'll see. Oh, okay. Small star inflates her snorkel and it looks like a big fucking hematoma. <laughs> and like she uses it to get inside 
the submarine and she's getting ready to leave and corky uh, patrolman officer snark whacks his head on the glass and he says oh baby (laughs) (laughs) that's my text message you know we got sub sandwiches this week and i unwrapped my italian sub and you know what happened i looked at it and i said oh baby (laughs) (laughs) quick aside on that italian sub Mm -hmm. that thing weighed like seven pounds yeah that's right it was awesome that's right it's dense two meals worth it's true. It's a hashtag two mealer. Small star takes the sub and the puffer fish and like flies away very quickly. Corky pulls out a telescope. They see that the sub has gone toward. No, the sub's crashed into the bull lagoon. Um, that means snow castle. Oh, no. <laughs> the sub crashed in seconds. Right. And he could see it with his telescope, which was not big. So Skull Castle, very close. Not that far away. Maybe it's like that forbidden part of town that you weren't supposed to go to, right? Like maybe it was on the wrong side of the tracks, or maybe it was like the old the old Miller's place. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. in um The Lion King when he says, What about that shadowy place? The you elephant, must never the go there. Graveyard. That's where the snorks are. <laughs> right. <laughs> Again, they don't need to be underwater. The telescope, the the physics of the world just doesn't make any sense. Mm. Um, so that's what I was thinking this whole time we were watching this show. Except when they crashed into, was it Skull Mountain? Skull Island. Skull Castle. I had this idea that someone drowned and... <laughs> <laughs> like a human drowned. It's just someone's skull. The, yeah, the, the skull castle is a human skull that they're just like playing around in and living in. I support that so yeah. much. And also that's horrifying, Dave. Ben is nonplussed. It's fine. I'll <laughs> <laughs> go with it. I'm pretty low key, guys. I'm I'm rolling along here. I'm thinking three steps ahead. Are you? No, not really. <laughs> so they decide to go to Skull Island. They have to convince Junior by saying, oh, there's treasure. And Junior spends the rest of the episode changing the split, like, oh, I'll get 85% of the treasure, you'll get 15. And it was so fucking dull and unfunny that I didn't pull a clip of it. It wasn't worth it. He did find a big fish. Who can see anything in this water? I can. And it actually wasn't a fish, it was just another snork who was similarly eight feet tall. It wasn't eight feet tall. Yeah, it it actually wasn't a fish. It was the Tim Burton movie, Big Fish. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, I was a big fish. (laughs) Was this Junior's whole character just running into big things, Shailen? Not necessarily big things, but thinking that he was about to profit greatly. Mm -hmm. It happens at the same exact time in both episodes. Like they had like a, a, there was like a contract or something that they all had to sign where it was like, and at a minute 35, Junior runs into a big sea creature. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Harlequin romance novel. Just like a Harlequin romance. At 33%, they have to smooch. And at 35%, they have yeah, to realize turgid. that there's something and then there's snork coming has to between get them. Turgid. Very turgid. Straight up. So the reason that they're scared of Skull Castle is there are rumors of a ghost there. Have we talked about ghostly encounters? Who's had a ghostly encounter here? Oh, Shaylin obviously has. Come on. Mm. We have talked about ghostly encounters. Chillin, remind me of your ghostly encounter. Which one, Ben? Oh God, just pick one. So my my <laughs> the, dad's the, old the, house, haunted attic. My dad, well, well that, my grandparents have the house 
that had the guy who hanged himself. And I watched a door swing open, swing mm-hmm. shut, and heard a man's voice say, I'm home. And then Logan Paul made a video about it, and people were very upset. Um, another... Uh, my dad had a house. Topical. <laughs> Nailed it. That's right. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know who he is. Oh, Shailen, you're deep in meme culture. We're going to spend a whole episode talking how deep into meme culture you are at some point. Oh, my God. So, uh, so the point is you, you've encountered ghosts. I don't. Yeah. Like, I don't want to necessarily buy into the concept, but mm-hmm. I have had experiences and I'm like, I need a scientific explanation and I've yet to find it. I guess my question is, did the ghost in this episode ring true? Did this feel like your door closing experience? No. Did the ghost that you met make noises like? <laughs> Or, or maybe. Someone's finally come to visit me. Excuse me? Someone's finally come to visit me. Gassy. <laughs> Did the ghost you saw, Shailen, look like what I think Colonel Sanders' sperm would look like? <laughs> so to clarify, I've never seen a, an apparition. When you saw a ghost, did it look like Colonel Sanders met William Shakespeare and they combined into one ethereal being? It was more like Colonel Sanders met with Casper the ghost, met with a giant sperm. And then it okay. sounded like someone's angry grandparent who's like, you never visit me in my old folks' home. Mm. It just looked like a, a an extra from Dances with Wolves. <laughs> it's like the old-timey goatee. Never seen that one. Oh, boy. Oh, it's fantastic. I'm going to run you off the internet with that kind so of... So many head shakes at uh, me. Jeez, I'm... Yeah. Get it just, together. Just... Actually, it was a prequel to the Snorks, Shailen. Yeah. I'm surprised oh, okay. you didn't catch it. I am too. I wonder you don't know who these characters are. I So when we were watching this, I was thinking it was going to be like a Scooby-Doo twist. So just keep no. that in the back of your mind. That's no. what I expected. So the whole episode gets weird here. And I, I think maybe we don't need to go sequentially at this point. But like they run into this ghost. And the ghost has been by himself for... 794 years. And like... It tells the story that Captain Dweeb the pirate stole treasure and stole his girlfriend Mm -hmm. and left. And he he put him in magic chains that he can't escape. Right. But the ghost, like, the ghost is just interacting with objects left and right. There's nothing ghastly or ghoulish about this ghost behavior. They fuck up the underwater physics and they fuck up ghost physics, whatever that means. But, like, (laughs) there's no rules. I think both of you have it wrong. I think that snork ghosts who are underwater have different rules for physics. I think this is the issue. Okay. I think it was somehow, instead of being like a gaseous apparition, Mm -hmm. a snork ghost has some sort of physicality to it. Yeah, like it's a solid. Tactile. Tactile. I was moving my fingers around like a weirdo. (laughs) I have another another question. (laughs) You fondling, you weirdo. I was just going to ask listeners who their favorite gaseous apparition was to hit us up with hashtag gaseous glay. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. The only correct answer is Slimer. Not gaseous. He's made of slime. Um, I was making a joke because he's like the snork, because the snork is solid. Made of ectoplasm. I don't understand. I don't understand your joke. (laughs) What is so? It made sense to me. So there are pirates in the in the Wikipedia article. There was a pirate, a right. human pirate, and now there are snork pirates. What do snork pirates do? What do they? 
they what, high, what high seas are they patrolling? Well, see, here's the thing, because the Snork pirate ship is a human-sized pirate ship. Right. It just has a Snork pirate. Mm-hmm. So did the Snork pirate Captain Phillips the human pirate ship, and then it sank at some undetermined point? So what's interesting about the 700 years mm-hmm. is that it messes up the time the timeline, because it means- It me- sure does. If the pirates are modeling themselves after human pirates, then they're about 400 years too early. Take that, M.R. Wells, you bastard. Yeah, gotcha, Orson. Laren something. You're like the monarch butterfly. We're pinning you to the wall and you're wriggling. Such a Laren. We've dragged you into the fucking light, Wells. See that haircut on Laren? I'm going to contact Laren Bright and I'm going to say, listen, fucker. Explain your timeline. You done goofed 30 years ago on the snorts. Right, more like. Laren, not so bright. Gotcha. This guy, guy's going to come on here thinking he's getting a real softball interview. Nuh-uh, son. More like Laren Dim. No, hold you accountable, bright. So anyway, they free the ghost. I'm not even going to get into like that the key was right there and nobody visited it in 800 years. It's fine. They go to the pirate ship and Captain Dweeb is there with Penelope, who is the girlfriend. She's locked in a cage. So again, what are physics? But he makes... Um, an indecent proposal. Solas, will you be marrying me today? Never, never, not in a zillion years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'll be changing your mind someday. Ah, no, she won't. A man of confidence, Captain Dweeb. And what I will say mm-hmm. is that unlike pirates in the human world, he abides by consent. She says sure. no, and he says, someday you're <laughs> sure. going to say yes to me. He's a ghost. He's got all the time in the world. 700 years yeah, he has waited. Fine. So good on you. It's like the Nicolas Cage, Meg Ryan movie, City of Angels, where he is an angel, and he has all of the time in the world, but he's willing to sacrifice his angelhood for that one right woman. Hmm. Who then gets hit by a car. Dennis Franz is also a former angel, which go figure. I believe Andre Barr is in it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, I just remembered that the Goo Goo Dolls did one of their so- the songs for That's them. right. They were in the, the Snork Tower with the telescopes. Yeah. And they said, Skull Castle. Maybe that song's about the Snorks because they want it to be hidden. Oh. And I don't want the world to see me. Because I don't think that they'd understand Snorks. Then I got a dick on my head. <laughs> it was originally called City of Snorks, and mm. Nicolas Cage died, became a snork, and then visited Meg Ryan as as a snork. As if he would have turned that movie down. Come on now. <laughs> oh, How do we get in touch with him to make this movie that we just invented? We have to go to NicolasCage.com and find his About Me. I'm in. So Captain Dweeb also has a parrot, and I don't know if you guys heard this threat, but... Be quiet or you'll be my stool tonight. I'm going to be my stool tonight? He's going to make him shit? His stew, Ben. Stool? Stool. Stool? So what I learned from stew tonight is that the ghosts in the snork world eat food as well. Stew told you that? Yeah, stew. (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) What's happening? How was Slimer gaseous? He wasn't. He was gassy. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. He's burping all the time. Oh, that's true. He liked his treats. So you were a fan, Ben. Did you even watch Ghostbusters? Have you even seen Fucking Ghostbusters? Idiot. At least I know the names of the characters in the movie. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, like Winston and um, Sligon and, and Vitor Benkman. <laughs> and and <laughs> Bert. So the Captain Dweeb catches the snorks outside of Junior, who's getting 
treasure, gold coins, not clams. So right. cl- clams, a new currency. He shows up to offer some help. He was very excited to help his friends out. Daphne ties Captain Dweeb's hands. Again, he's a ghost, but right. not really. So like, the, I, the, the only difference between the regular snorks and the ghost snorks is that the ghost snorks appear to be immortal. And they have tails. Yeah, and they have like little squealy little tails, sperm yeah. tails. So justice prevails. Instead of turning the other cheek and like Captain Dweeb seeing the error of his ways, they saw this guy. They just, <laughs> they throw him in the cage. Yep. And they're like, eat shit. Yeah, eye for an eye, jackass. Yeah. Eat your yeah. stool, parrot. And then the original ghost and Penelope get married and they leave. And <laughs> my favorite low budget cartoon thing. Maybe above all other things. I love banter. I love weird music. I like when things just end super abruptly. There's no happily ever after. There's no funny joke. It sounds a lot like this. And thanks again. And that's that's it. It just it just ends and it goes <laughs> to the credits. <laughs> and that is the snoring. <laughs> so would you show this one to your own little snork, Shailen? Sure. Okay. It's not scary. Or is it? I don't know. That, that ghost was kind of spooky. Okay. It's not like super violent. It's not encouraging the worst behavior. I can think of a lot of cartoons that I wouldn't show ahead of this. Okay. Would you, Ben? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's like cotton candy. Yeah. Dave? It sucks. <laughs> I ripped the show up for not having a consistent world. Make the rules of your world and, and don't break them. But yeah, I like this a lot. I thought it was cute, and I think uh, I think kids would enjoy it too. Surprising that there's not a Snarks revival, but anyway. Is it surprising? One to five Freddy Mockmanogadins. One to five clams. Three. <laughs> Three, three clams. Three clams in Freddie Mellage's Clams. Clams? Why? Why three clams? You Why three? Of, you sound offended. I'm not. <laughs> the fuck? I'm kind of afraid to answer now. You run, run me off this podcast like you ran me off Facebook. Mm-hmm. Twitter's I, I, coming next. I'm on to you. Why? Uh, I don't know. It, it was just like. I watched a lot of it when I was a kid. Like, it, it, was, it was enjoyable, like, really, really stupid, but. But fun, but like not, not perfect, right? It was. It didn't deserve a four or a five, but it's not terrible and it's not fine. So, a little more All than right. two and a half. Mm-hmm. All right, Shailen? I give it a three and a half. Why? <laughs> what? Do it- Why? Well, no. The reason I asked you your reasons is because I feel like I'm on the same like plane of thought. Like yeah, yeah. as a kid, it was like popcorn, super easy to digest, easy to watch, memorable to a point, but also like not. Mm-hmm. Um, I give it a full extra half a point because I think that the theme song is catchy as fuck. It is pretty good. It's a, it's a sneaky good one. Yeah, it is sneaky good. For me, this is a two. I mean, it's stupid. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> it sure is, Ben. It was not good. And <laughs> this this rating has been brought to you by a thirteen year old Ben. <laughs> that's right. To me, it's like if you're going to watch this kind of show, stupid. watch the Smurfs, which was done first and was done better. Yeah. There's nothing about this that I was like, oh, they took the formula and really improved on it. From the name All-Star to Patrolman, Cop, 
Less obvious misogyny in this one, though. Yeah, I really had to dig to find it. Yeah, yeah, it, it was there. It, it, was like to, it existed. Yeah, it was just more subtle. Yeah. Yeah. So, so them's the snorks. So, guys, I've I've been alluding to this a lot, and I'd like to ask you a question. Do you want to play a game? Would you like to play a game? <laughs> yes, yes, I would. Would you like to see what's in my email account? <laughs> it's me, Snork Fifty Two. <laughs> so, the name of tonight's game is Name That Nightmare Fuel. Okay. All right. Now, the reason I chose this episode of the Snorks specifically is because the ghosts in this episode of the Snorks haunted my dreams for years. That's not true. It is you, true. What were they haunted by Colonel Sanders' sperm? <laughs> So I would go to bed at night. I was a bad sleeper. Like, this is a really important uh, part of this game to realize. Like, I used to sleep on average, like, two to three hours a night Mm -hmm. um, because I would just have these horrible nightmares. And I routinely had this nightmare. Cobras. That a ghost would lock me up. Uh I was underwater. I couldn't breathe because I didn't have a snork straw on my head. Sure. And I would wake up gasping for air. And it was a direct result of this episode of the Snorks. So th- that's why I chose this episode. Let me tell you, Googling to find that episode of the Snorks with the ghost in the cage had reasonable okay results. So. <laughs> Google, they, they've got this search thing figured out. The way this game is going to be played. That's google.com for all your search needs. I'm going to describe a childhood nightmare that I had. Okay. That was okay. memorable and probably recurring. I think only one of these was not recurring. Bonus points if we get the one that was not recurring. No. You get a point if you can guess the TV show or movie that caused it. Okay. You can have an additional two bonus points if you can describe the episode of the show. Okay. And I'm going to have you guys buzz in on this. We have not watched all of these shows or movies for the podcast necessarily, but- All of them are Little House on the Prairie? I know. It's weird, right? Michael Landon? You need to pick your buzzer in noise. Clams. Oh, damn it. I was going to use that. Um. Great. <laughs> it always gets me. <laughs> in this nightmare, I'm with my family at Riverside Park, out in the western part of Massachusetts. Everything goes into lockdown because there's a bomb, but my family leaves me behind. What TV show inspired it? This was a cartoon. I'll, I'll give you that much. And for two bonus points, describe the episode. Clams. Dave. Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, the animated series. <laughs> Can you imagine if that existed? <laughs> no, you're wrong. No. Ben. My Little Pony. No. <laughs> so there was an episode of Inspector Gadget. Speed, the animated series. Where <laughs> Dr. Claw plants a bomb in an amusement park for ransom and inspector gadget has to find it and defuse it or before it explodes and kills people. Dr. Claw plants it himself. No, he planted a bomb. I said, right. Did he plant the bomb himself? That was not usually his MO. He usually had an underling. Perhaps it was an underling. Do you even watch inspector gadget? I hate you so much tonight. (laughs) Just saying, it's not how the show went. All right. Shailen, did you even watch Dr. Quinn medicine woman? I didn't. (laughs) In this nightmare, mm-hmm. I am sitting at a table with a couple of my friends, 
and I take a sip of a hot drink, and there are worms in it, and I choke. Clams. Uh, ben. ben. The the Wendy's training video where they sing about hot drinks. <laughs> <laughs> no. Clams. Dave. Uh, are you afraid of the dark? No. Ah. Uh, oh wait, this, wait, wait. Uh, amendment. Ahead. Um, it was diagnosis murder of the animated series. <laughs> wait, it was U.S. Acres. This was inspired by Rugrats, the episode where they flash forward to being adults. Of course. And oh, right. Chucky yeah. and Tommy drink the coffee and they say, oh, it tastes like mud. But then it, it is actually mud. is mud. Oh, yeah. yeah I remember yeah. that one. And they all had like adult bodies and their weird baby the heads. The weird baby heads. God, I think I hated that worse than clams. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Zero and zero. Neck and neck. Mm-hmm. In well. this. Yeah. In this nightmare, it's again food related. I'm force-fed liquid meat. Name the cartoon that inspired liquid meat. Liquid clams. Meat. Dave. Seven. The end of the series. No. <laughs> ben. Wally. No. <laughs> they were lazy. They've sat in chairs. I assume there were tubes. So just to clarify for both of you, uh-huh. these were yeah. actual shows that existed. Okay. And also these are like from when I was a child. Chippendales Rescue Rangers. No. Clams. Ninja Good. Turtles. So it was... No, the you Jetsons. You can't keep guessing. <laughs> Do you remember the Kowalski episode of Ren and Stimpy? Well, who could forget? <laughs> what would you like to eat, Kowalski? Meat. What would you like to drink, Kowalski? Meat. What I like about this game, there were a lot of things I like. I like that you had the supposition... That we would ever get a question right and thus would be eligible for the two bonus points. <laughs> <laughs> I, you're bound to find one at some point. Sure. What was the bonus again? The you have to, we have to describe the episode. No, oh, okay. You All knew right. the Rugrats one once I mentioned it. Like That would have been enough yeah, description when they became adults. I know, but the odds of me guessing Rugrats and then going, right. hmm. Here's a low ball. Hopefully not this too was, low. This is a movie. Mm-hmm. Not animated. In this... Die Hard. Nightmare. It was recurring. Mighty Ducks 2. D2. Ewoks came out of my parents' closet and kidnapped me and then tied me to a post and tried to burn me alive. Clams! Go ahead, Dave. Return of the Jedi. Obviously. No, the Ewoks television movie. Got it! Oh, the one with Wilford Brimley? Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Uh, Clams! Yes. Uh, Seven. Well, I was going to give you a point, Mm -hmm. uh, and then for bonus points, one of you has to describe the movie. I have to describe Return of the Jedi? No, you don't really. But you oh, could have okay. gotten two bonus points if you just jumped into it. So, like, there's this big fat mobster, and <laughs> he likes ladies in bikinis. Luke has aged horribly. Yeah, he, he like, looks all craggy for some Darth Vader's like a little whiny baby. Yeah, he, and he doesn't move a lot. They ruin the franchise. All right. Oh, oh, man. Destroyed my childhood. This is a non-animated movie, and I will add- Jurassic Park prior to Jurassic Park. This is not a movie that was necessarily intended for children, but for some reason we watched it. Jerry Maguire. <laughs> I go up to my new neighbor's porch and I ring the doorbell. I don't think I like where this is going. <laughs> and a nest of hornets chases me off the porch. My girl. No. Uh, oh. Uh, clams. The Dave? people under the stairs. Oh, so close. What? Honey, I shrunk the kids. Clams. Oh, oh, the wicker man. The burbs. Oh damn it! I was, I was super. You were close. really close. Oh man, 
I was really close too. I get a half point for being really close no, you and don't. guessing the people under the stairs. I guess three movies with bees. <laughs> None of them were right. Big. The answer is big. It was B movie. <laughs> All right. Honey. <laughs> we really got a hive mind going. In we really this... got a sting out of this one. Oh, I really bumbled that one. This was inspired by a I'm TV gonna earn show. My stripes. Again, not intended for children. Seinfeld. In no. Kirby with his. What was it? A, a I was movie? younger. TV show. TV okay. show. Okay. And in this nightmare, my family is in a room. Mm-hmm. The power goes out. Someone hands me some batteries for a flashlight. They're actually my dad's eyeballs. Batteries not included. And then. The lights come back on and the ceiling falls on my head. Battery's not included. No. Um, murder, she wrote. No, but you're getting warmer. I'm going to throw this out there. Diagnosis the c- murder. The ceiling is way more important than the batteries. Um, the ceiling hours. Copycat with Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> the Bob Newhart show, the episode where the ceiling falls on Bob's head. Oh, that one. Yes. I remember that one very, very clearly. It wasn't just one, though. There were three or four of them. And he woke up and it was a dream and he woke up next to his old ceiling panel. I think you're thinking about the home improvement episode where, where Tim, like, he made a thing and it went wrong and he went, oh, 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 oh. Going to be honest, if you had guessed home improvement, I probably would have given you a half point because at least that was connected. Did I get a half point for the people under the stairs? No. So Dave at one, oh, Ben at zero. Can we talk more about the home improvement acapella version that I found? In a minute, yes, we can. <laughs> All right. How many of these do you have? I had a lot of nightmares when I was My a child. God. Most of them recurring. I'm really enjoying this game, by the way. <laughs> All right. This one is a TV commercial. I'm sitting, doing my homework, uh-huh. and all of a sudden, some asshole bursts through the fucking wall. Kool Aid. All right. Ben gets a point. For yeah. That. Uh, oh, sorry. Technicality. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, I have a, I have an answer too. Yes. Trailer for for the movie Seven. <laughs> it was the one where Tim burst through the wall and he went. Oh, 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 oh. All right, we're tied. In this nightmare, I'm rotting in jail, and there's a security tape. What is the um, the context for this one? It's a cartoon. Okay. If in the court of law they play the security tape to the end, mm-hmm. I will be absolved of my crime. However, they keep stopping the tape with a minute and a half to go. Clams. Name that car- Okay. Uh, cops. It's an animated cartoon. Cops. Cops. No. The, the animated series that we've Still watched no. before. Okay. Still no. Mm-hmm. The Jetsons. No. Tiny Clams. Adventures. Dave. Uh, uh, Hill Street Blues, the animated series. <laughs> The oh, Commission, the animated series. Just, coming to dinner. <laughs> I'm going to give you a pause. We did watch an episode of this show. Oh, well, that really narrows it down. And I brought up this episode. Rambo, the animated series. Noozles. N- okay, you neither. Fantastic forget. match. It's the episode of DuckTales when Scrooge McDuck gets framed for the art theft. And then oh. Huey, Dewey, and Louie just keep watching the tape to figure out why Uncle Scrooge would steal the painting. Sure. And then they don't stand up fast enough and they see Scrooge McDuck take off his Scrooge McDuck clothes and he's actually the bad guy. It's the Bagel Boys. Uh, Glomgold. I Googled that to make sure I didn't make it up. That's his nemesis, I believe. So you Googled DuckTales characters, but you couldn't Google Snork's characters. 
I always knew him as the patrolman. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give Shailen a pass there because sometimes I put more work into the game than the episode that I picked or mm-hmm. vice versa. Uh, yes, I'm also guilty of that. Okay. So let's not throw stones. Back. Sometimes I take only like seven pages of notes instead of nine. <laughs> oh my God. Humble brag. <laughs> Here is your last clue for the tiebreaker for the win. Okay. It's based on a cartoon episode. Huey Lewis, hip to be square. I'm hypnotized by the wrong noise. And so instead of me doing the thing that I've been hypnotized to do, each time I hear a bell ring, I'm hypnotized to do the thing every time I hear a car horn or something. It's usually a car horn, but occasionally it's something else. With a clue like that, how could we not guess the answer? Clams. Clams, clams. Dave. Bobby's World? No, older. Uh, Ben. Should I be giving you clues? Bugs Bunny. She Not said at the all. last question of the game. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't know. I feel like we'd be pretty spot on this whole time. I think you should have been. Like, these are the things I remember. It's the episode of Garfield, you guys. What was he hypnotized to do? Fall asleep. Eat lasagna. He'd ring a bell and fall asleep because he was tired. But instead, every time Odie barked, he passed out. And it was like this weird, narcoleptic, awful existence that he had. I saw a picture of Jim Davis the other day. Like the real one or the cartoon? Yeah, like the real one. Is he weird looking? Yeah. What's he look like? Old. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Is he mustachioed? No, he doesn't look Ah. as vibrant as I would have hoped Jim Davis would. I thought he would have like a crazy mustache, like uh, no, you know, no. kind of like zigzagged out. He's like a like a Joe Rody. He's got the enormous earring, hmm. which gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, I don't trust that. Eating a lot of clams. Anyway, thank you for playing. Uh, yeah. Name that nightmare fuel. Sure. We may revisit this game in the future because God, I never fucking slept, mm. and uh, this was fun for me. Hooray! And you both are losers. No, for we both won. Getting we're, one we're point. We're tires. Mm-hmm. You tied. You tied. With losing scores. No winner. Shailen, do you remember last week when we had to play the game twice and you got an answer wrong the second time despite knowing the answer (laughs) (laughs) because we had already played the game once? And maybe that's why I'm spitefully calling you both losers tonight. I'm sorry, Dave, that you got pulled into this. Maybe. Half point to Dave. (laughs) He wins. Half point for for Dave being in the crossfire of this uh, marital strife. You'll get caught up in the... Crossfire. Thank you. Crossfire. Yeah. So here's the mailbag. You've been sentenced to death. You can pick a cartoon character to make and serve your final meal. Who would it be and what would it be? Bonus points if you can match the chef with the meal. Thankfully yours, Dean Comover. (laughs) Thanks, Dean. I have to pick a comic book character. Or no, a cartoon character. You know what? I'm going to throw in a little twist. What have you been sentenced to death for? Ooh, this is... You know what? This popped into my head as soon as I said it. I'm going to stick with it. It's Egon from Ghostbusters. <laughs> okay. I just feel like he's a real whiz in the kitchen the same way he is in his paranormal science laboratory. Mm-hmm. The meal is um, uh, Slimer Surprise. <laughs> okay, which what, what is Slimer Surprise? I'm not quite sure yet. It's It's a lot of runny eggs, I guess. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I would enjoy it, but it's, it's, it's contextually appropriate. Let's see. And, uh, yes, I would have sex with him. Okay. Okay. I'm going to blow your mind. Okay. <laughs> I'm on death row. Wrongful conviction of murdering my husband. It obviously what? wasn't me, even though he probably deserved it. Well, who was it then in this scenario? <laughs> Unimportant. 
podcast co-host. There's more to this story. <laughs> Shaggy is making me a fucking dream sandwich. Oh, and I am enjoying the hell out of it. That is a good, good okay. answer, Shailen. Thank That's you. Good. For me, I'm on death row for going too hard at these toy companies who don't care about the collectors. <laughs> not enough pre-sales. Huh? Not enough time on those pre-orders. But I've been sentenced to death for it, for going too hard, for being too real. For me, this is simple. It's He-Man making a cheese pizza. Because he takes the sword and he slices the pizza. <laughs> I have the pizza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't like. I don't I think he's a skilled chef. I just like the idea of him using that sword to cut the pizza up. I support it. Speaking of toys, <laughs> I saw the other day on a toy site somebody was selling a scale replica of the power sword of He Man's power sword, and it was thirty bucks. And I was like, oh man, a life size power sword for thirty bucks, and it's made of metal. And then I clicked on it. And it said scale because it was like three inches long and it was made of pewter. And it's like, well, now I don't know who's buying this. He meant sword for snorks. Mm -hmm. It's true. Listeners, we want to hear from you. Who would your death row chef be? What would they make? Hashtag. Delicious death row meal. Last meal on the right. Walk Mm. walk in that green meal. (laughs) Yes. Walk in that green meal. (laughs) But thank you, Dean. So <laughs> that is the snorks. Any other seaworthy thoughts? Will it float? Hope floats. That, that is true. <laughs> Jimmy, no. I have nothing more to say. Shailen, what's your favorite Harry Connick Jr. movie performance? We've actually brought them all up. Is it Copycat? Is it Hope Floats? Is it Independence Day? Is it Iron Giant? Independence mm. Day is the only one I've seen so far of the ones you've named. Okay. okay. So it has to be that. By default. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a fair answer. Hope floats. Ben is my answer. Hope floats. I liked when he sang the national anthem for the NFL draft this year on Mm. Zoom. The man can sing. Where were we before Zoom? You know? Uh, The man can sing? (laughs) Yeah, that'll do it. So you can follow us on on Twitter, (laughs) on Instagram, on Jiffy, at WatchBotsPod. Please subscribe, rate, and review at all your famous places and your favorite places for Dave and for Shailen. This has been thank you for listening to another episode of Watchbots. And until next week, don't take your snork out when it's not appropriate. And famed actor and country superstar Harry Connick Jr. is gonna imitate Ringo Starr and sing us some of the snork theme song. <laughs> we're we're waiting. <laughs> Come along with the snorkely dorkleys. <laughs> Sing along with the snorkely dorkleys. So much to see to see. Why are both of you There's turning? There's so much time for jubilee jubilee. You're just the boss. That's you're, right. You're not... Yeah, that's right, Sean. If you off my Harry Connick the... mask. <laughs> Put down your guacamole. Have you seen the snorkely dorkleys? You've seen middle of me. I'm Ned Flanders now. <laughs> Ready to clam. Somewhere beyond the octopus's garden, somewhere. Clams! <laughs>